Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Two Brothers, One Mike, Season 6, Episode 4. Today we're going to be talking about cryotherapy. Tony, how's it going? It's going pretty good. It's it's Today's show is is about cryotherapy, Joe, but that's that's um, one specific form of, of what we're going to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about cold baths and cold showers and why, and a couple other things too, but why why the cold can be so beneficial uh, to us. And we're going to talk about who should do it, who shouldn't do it. What's the duration? You know, how do you put a program like that together? And uh, a couple other things today. Uh, we're going to throw in there a little nostalgia uh, at the end of the show. Why not? Um, but um, it, it's it's something that we we talk about when it comes to therapeutic modalities. Um, and I, I've mentioned this in other shows before. We talk so much on this show. In any episode that we talk about exercise, we talk about getting in the weight room and getting after. We talk about high-intensity interval training. We talk about uh, time under tension. We talk about uh, foundational training and leg day, right? Uh, so we're talking about all this impact, right? We haven't even talked about things yet we're going to talk about on this show like uh, plyometrics. Uh, but when you talk about therapeutic modalities, it's those things basically outside of the training center. Or you might have a, an area in the training center where you do this stuff as well. But outside of the weight room, outside of the, we're adding stress, we're tearing our body down. And that's what we've been introducing because that's what you have to do at first. But when do you lay off, right? When do you make sure that you're avoiding that dangerous, you know, situation such as rhabdomyolysis? You know, we had a show about that. People who overtrain, the overtraining effect. And what are the things you have to do in order to dial it down a notch, so to speak? Uh, over time, in between, when we're beating ourselves up a little bit, when it comes to uh, any, whether it's aerobic or anaerobic training, uh, whatever it is we're doing inside, outside, uh, that is putting that kind of stress on our body. So today, these just getting into the cold, so to speak, uh, is going to be one of those therapeutic modalities in a line of hundreds of different things that people do in order to rest and relax and recover. So that's basically what it's about today. Uh, not just the one topic of cryotherapy, but everything. Uh, there's so many other things too. But cryotherapy is indeed a process that people do uh, in order to cool their body temperature down. And there's there's a lot more that goes into that. So, so I know we talked about this in uh, past episodes with Mr. David Hess. Uh, this was something that that he yeah. it's part of his regiment every day. Uh, and, and, and I, I'm pretty sure that I expressed my extreme, uh, disdain for such, you, did, you didn't even, you didn't even give us a chance to, to, to try to sell you on the topic, but then, uh, but go but, ahead. Yeah. However, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying this, uh, cause recently, recently, uh, you know, I've gotten back into, and, and we've talked about this into the more cardio-esque part of my, of my regiment. You know, uh, it's that time of year we're getting ready for for summer, and so you know we we got to do a little bit of little cutting up there, and uh, there's a lot of sweat and a lot of heat and a lot of hot, and so uh, I don't just jump into the cold shower, folks. I I, I still am cannot, uh, but but I do slowly but surely bring it down towards the end of the shower and to where it's 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 pretty it's pretty it's pretty chilly, um, you know. But that's just a kind of so. I, I, I've worked out so hard in the past where I get out 
and you know you dry off and you get on your clothes and you're still sweating. So you know just to bring the core temperature down. Now I know that there's other things out there, and so that's my first question for you, and probably will always be in these types of videos. But why? Why do we want to do something like this? I mean, obviously there's benefits. Um, we we touched a little bit on it in that first episode. So, but but in in your words, why is you know the cold showers, the cold baths? What are what are the benefits to something like that? Well, we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about the differences, you know, one versus the other in this show as well. But just in overall, let's pick um let's pick maybe three out right now. And these these three are are related to a certain extent. Uh there's a lot more uh when it comes to the benefits of doing these cold showers, these cold baths, cryotherapy. They even have ice vests out there now, Joe. Or they've they've been out there, I think, for a while now. We'll talk a little bit about that. And then there's just this standard practice that a lot of people in the, I guess you could say more in the northern area of not just the United States, but the world. Um, it's a little harder to practice this if you live in um, the Dominican Republic uh, or, you know, somewhere in South America closer to the equator because you don't have that outside advantage that that we're so lucky to have here in Northeast Ohio and uh, the state of Michigan and northeastern portion of the United States. We're just so, I mean, that's the only reason why I live here now is so that I could maybe practice this one thing, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Three things as I go. Uh, there's my ADD, ladies and gentlemen, kicking right in. You guys get to witness this. See, here I go again. I'm going to go right off topic again, but let's go with the three things first here, okay? So I want to talk about an inflammation. When it comes to cold therapeutic modalities, so ice baths, showers, ice fests, so on and so forth, when it comes to these type of things where you actually are out of the weight room and you're trying to recover and you're using these types of therapeutic modalities, inflammation is huge. Inflammation is something, Joe, when you think about this, this happens to us not just when we add stress to our body through physical exertion, all right, whether it's in the weight room, whether it's heavy labor jobs such as roofing and construction work and factory work or uh, firefighters, you know, people who who all day long are beating themselves up physically as well. Um, it's not just for that, okay, but it's it's people, it's it's how we eat. What people don't understand is when it comes to the, our digestive process, and I, I think we've touched on this in other nutritional shows, you're creating inflammation in your body when you eat and you are digesting your food. That entire process that we go through creates inflammation in the body. Our job is to try and reduce that process as much as we can through our eating lifestyles, but you still you, you still have that inflammation. So, so to decrease inflammation in the body is fantastic, and that's one of the great benefits of cryotherapy, cold baths, cold showers, etc., and so on and so forth. Quick question. Sure. So we just, well, the episode right before this one, uh, or no, I'm sorry, I think it may have been two episodes ago. Anyways, Dr. Becky Nitrogen. Uh, uh, I don't know when we recorded these things, whatever, folks. But anyways, just know that it's somewhere around the time that this one was being recorded. If they scroll um, up, up or down one or two shows, they'll find it. You'll, you'll find it. So is it possible that this type of therapy that you're talking about um, 
can in some way help with gut health, with gut biome. Because if we know that eating is a, is, is, is a, um, um, <laughs> inflammation causes inflammation. Mm-hmm. Is that to say that it would ease digestion? Does it? It, it does. But, but I, I, I ask of you something, you and our listeners and viewers, that's actually something I want to talk about in a little bit. Uh, but can we, can we finish this part right here as far as the three I wanted to talk about right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just, uh, before I, that left my brain, I, I definitely wanted to ask you that, but go ahead. Absolutely. That's going to be one of the benefits that we're going to talk about today for sure when it comes to uh, speeding up your metabolism. We're going to talk about a topic, uh, we're going to talk about something called brown adipose tissue, okay? All right, you have your white and you have your brown. So we're going to talk about those two. But inflammation and with inflammation comes what? Pain. All right, pain is something that is automatic whenever you have inflammation. Pain in the form of actual sore joints, right? Or pain actually internally with all the different types of diseases we have with our gut. And and Dr. Becky has talked about these already. She's only been on the show twice and she's already given us a plethora, our favorite word, of information when it comes to um, good gut health, you know, and, and bad gut, good gut biome, what we're looking for with good gut bacteria and all those inflammatory processes in our body that are taking place the way we're eating and how we're eating the, you know, our eating lifestyle, especially the Western civilization eating lifestyle. And, and so this particular type of therapy we're talking about today, the cold therapy does a great job of reducing, reducing inflammation in the body, reducing that pain because pain comes in several different forms. So you're reducing inflammation, you're reducing pain. And the third part that I think connects to those two is swelling. Anytime you twist an ankle or you get a, some, some, type of, some type of injury in your body where swelling is a process that is to protect that particular area while the blood is rushing to that area with nutrients in it to start the healing process immediately. It's, it's, a, it's our body's way of, of, you know, it's the beginning of the healing process. So swelling sometimes can get out of hand though, right? And it goes from good, good swelling to really bad swelling. It's kind of like folks... When you talk about it, Joe, if you ever heard somebody twist their ankle and they go to take their shoe off and they go, wait a minute, don't take the shoe off yet because that can cause over-inflammation, okay? And and the swelling, they, they, you hear this term all the time, ladies and gentlemen, his ankle ballooned, okay? And that's, that's what you don't want. So swelling is something that happens throughout our body. Um, so many different diseases that are related to that arthritis. And what happens in this situation with cold therapy, it is a great therapeutic modality when it comes to the reduction of swelling and inflammation and therefore pain. So those three things are kind of tied together, Joe. And this one is kind of like a, an honorable mention uh, that goes with the three. So when we talk about when we talk about uh, inflammation being reduced internally, um, we talk about Another process that cold therapy works on, and that's the increase of white blood cells. And when you're increasing white blood cells in your body, you're strengthening your immune system. White blood cells are those soldiers, ladies and gentlemen, that help fight what? Infection and inflammation. So when you increase white blood cells through these cold therapy processes that we're talking about today, what you're doing, in fact, is you're increasing your soldiers fighting against the infection 
which is the enemy uh, in your body, and reducing the process in terms of over time how our immune system is attacked. And it doesn't happen overnight. We've talked about this before. You don't get heart disease overnight. You don't get um, irritable, irritable, irritable bowel syndrome overnight, IBS. You don't have uh, ulcerative colitis overnight. You don't have all these different types of kidney diseases overnight. This is a process that takes place over time. And cold therapy is one, one tool in that huge toolbox that we have that can fight against these particular diseases. So strengthening, increasing white blood cells, strengthening the immune system, help your body fight these diseases, help it fight inflammation, help it um, fight swelling, and in turn, it fights pain, which nobody likes. So that was the that was one benefit combined into four different things, all in one question that you just asked. If that, if that, well, of course it made sense. Didn't it? I think it made sense. It certainly answers the question why. Uh, <laughs> That's, and listen, there's so much more, but go ahead. Sure, sure. Uh, okay, so let me ask you this, because you've mentioned ice baths, cold showers, and it also, you know, the ice baths, whatever. Is one more beneficial than the other, or they're all the same? What, what, how does that work? What, so from, this is from my understanding, okay? This is from people that I talk to who have practiced this for long periods of time, much longer than me. Folks, today I'm going to give you my regimen, what I do. I've only been doing this for... Boy, if I had to think about it, maybe four months now, Joe. Um, yeah, I would say four months if I'm just thinking off the top of my head. And so to date the show, which we tend to do constantly, those of you who look at the date of the show before you clicked on it, if you didn't look at the date, I'll tell you, uh, this show is airing. If I'm not mistaken, Joe, we, we folks, we record uh, sometimes weeks in advance before the show actually airs, but it should be somewhere around June of 2023 right now. Um, as we're recording in mid-May of 2023. Not that that has anything to do with the show. So, see Joe shaking his head. What, what that means, folks, I've known him now for 49 plus years, and that means, can we just keep, can we move, can we get going here? And so that's what I'm going to do. Uh, Joe, you have ice baths versus ice showers. A lot of people put them two in one category. Let me talk a little bit about, real quick, the ice vest is something I'm just learning about. Have you ever, you don't have one, do you? No, no. I, I, in fact, you bringing it up, I think is the first time, the only thing I've heard anything remotely, and it's for a whole other reason. It's like the aqua vest that people use with the little straw when they're hiking, or I've heard of no other vest that you would wear that contains any sort of agent that could be frozen or, I, I just, I've never heard of it. If you could just imagine a vest that has pockets in it where you can pack ice packs into it, and and people wear this at work, you know, people who have sit down jobs, uh, a lot of times will wear this, um, or or not, and and it's something that they wear throughout the day. And I don't know what the duration is. I don't know if you just keep it on all day long. I'm assuming at some point the ice pack has to melt. I don't know what that type of you, you know. So, you know, like when you have a thermos, folks, those of you who are just listening and not watching, I'm holding up my thermos right now with my organic coffee in it. Love it. We'll talk about that someday soon. Uh, but um, it keeps it cold longer, keeps it hot longer. So maybe this vest actually maintains that that ice pack for longer periods of time, I'm assuming. I don't know a lot about this yet. I just know that people wear them and the purpose of them is to help for what we just talked about earlier. 
um, with the reduction of inflammation and 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 uh, swelling or uh, pain related situations when it comes to injuries to certain areas of your body, uh, a pulled muscle, so to speak, uh, you know, a chest muscle or or something in that particular upper back. Uh, that's what I'm getting uh, the gist of uh, that I'm getting from wearing an ice vest. Would I ever do it? I'd have to look at it more and, and see, is it worth the purchase? The purchase has to be, I don't even know how much they cost. I have no idea. So um, if the purchase is worth it, why not? Um, to me, I keep thinking to myself, that's just something heavier I got to carry around with me all day long. And I'm doing these other things. So why would I do that? So maybe it's for people who don't want to do what we're about to talk about. Okay. At least do that. That's so to me, it's number four for me. Uh, so number three, cryotherapy, which is something we talked about right in the beginning, but we didn't get into it. Have you ever seen anything, any videos or anything on cryotherapy or talked to anybody who's done it? No, I've never. I, I've never done it. I, I think about doing it uh, maybe one time to see how it is. I have talked to one individual who I know does it or was doing it. Um, the thing about cryotherapy is, why are, you, why are you spending money for when you can actually do these other things for free? Uh, that that's my whole thing. So now listen to me, okay? Because people's eyes are going to open up real wide here, and their ears are going to go up as soon as I say this. Cryotherapy is basically like a chamber, Joe. Um, I you know they put you into this whatever it is, and the air inside of this this thing is negative three hundred degrees Fahrenheit. Now people are probably thinking to themselves, how in the world do you even survive in this thing? And how long are you in there for? Negative 300 degrees Fahrenheit is the air in there. However, your skin temperature gets to somewhere between, if I'm not mistaken, negative 30 and 30 degrees. Yes, it's cold. Well, how long are you in there for? Isn't that dangerous? This is not something you do for 25 minutes to a half an hour. Uh, I hear a lot of people do it from anywhere from one to 10 minutes. And you don't do it every day. I don't know what the duration is in terms of on a weekly basis. I would assume if somebody's going and adding these other therapeutic modalities when it comes to cold um, cold therapy, I'm assuming that you might do this once a week. And I don't know what the cost is either, but I know that I don't want to pay for it. I can guarantee you it's not cheap. I know it's not $9.95 per session. If it is, I'll be completely shocked. I also, I also don't think I'd want to do it if it was that cheap either. There, there better be a medical professional monitoring me at all times if I'm in something like that. I do know that there are professionals on hand that monitor the situation, and there's different reasons why people do this. But folks, you have to remember this too. Negative 300 degrees, yeah, if you're standing outside in negative 300 degrees for a long period of time, you're going to be an ice cube literally um, at some point. Um, but- when you when you have air temperature, it's a lot different, Joe, than the actual cold water temperature, the wet temperature hitting you. It's a way different ball game. So obviously, when you get into a cold shower or an ice bath, it's not going to be negative three hundred degrees I, Fahrenheit. I can guarantee you that. And I don't know what the conversion is there to Celsius. For those of us who follow Celsius, is it maybe negative three hundred degrees Fahrenheit? Is probably somewhere around negative one hundred fifty degrees Celsius. 
I, I don't know. Get out the calculator. Get out the conversion calculator, folks, and figure that one out. Um, that's not going to be a math test today. I can tell you that. And, and it makes sense, too, because if you ever do 68 degrees on your furnace and then 68 degrees on your air conditioner, they're two totally different temperatures, which is weird, but true. I don't know why it is that way, but it is. So it makes sense that they're, you know, it, of course, that's both with air. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. So, so let's 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 stick on the topic of air and talk about one other thing. We talked about people who live in the northern hemisphere, right? Way up above the equator. And we talked about uh, the fact that it gets really cold at times. Uh, we had a stretch last winter in 2022 in December. It was about four days, Joe. We were sub-zero weather uh, here in northeastern Ohio, mid-Michigan, and probably a, a great deal of the northeastern portion of the United States of America. And those four or five days, I, I mean, I was like, are you serious right now? That That is no joke, right? And it's dangerous. It's dangerous for people who have any type of underlying conditions where, you know, they should not be out in that kind of weather. Nobody should be. Uh, my 10-year-old was so mad at me for those four days because he wanted to go outside and play in the snow. He don't care. Uh, and I was trying to explain to him, you know, if he was born in the 80s, even if he was born in the 1980s, we still wouldn't have went out in that weather. And we were crazy. But that was something we didn't do. So... So when you have weather like that and temperature like that, I see people who do this. They'll put on a pair of shorts, okay? Just a pair of shorts, gloves, and socks, maybe slippers, okay? To cover up the outer extremities where frostbite will take place immediately. And they go outside with a timer and they will go out there two or three days a week during the winter time when it's really cold. And they will take in that air temperature at, you know, 10 degrees Fahrenheit, 20 degrees Fahrenheit, 19, 18, 17. And when it's cold like that, and they'll, they'll practice cold air therapy by just standing there on their back patio in a pair of shorts, socks and gloves and nothing else. And they'll do it sometimes. Uh, usually I think the one gentleman was talking about this. He does it between five and 20 minutes. Gentleman from uh, North Dakota, uh, where it gets really cold in the wintertime. And that's what he does in the months of December, January, and February, uh, just to take a break from cold shower and cold ice cold bath therapy. So he mixes it up a little bit. So there's that therapy as well. It, it all does the same thing. Cold air may not be as strenuous on the body as the cold wet temperature when you are in uh, a, a cold ice bath or a cold shower. So so people talk about which one is better. These are the two that that people really talk about the most. The the ice bath, all right, or the cold bath, ice cold bath, no ice in it, but the water is as cold as it can get versus the cold shower. Both are fantastic. But there's one thing I want to point out about the ice bath or the cold bath. It's the activation of what we call, there's two ways this is pronounced in the medical community. It's either pronounced the vagus nerve, V-A-G-U-S, or the vagus nerve. I've heard it pronounced two ways by medical professionals. I don't know, again, it's however you want to pronounce it, okay? 
the Vegas nerve, I kind of like that one better. It just has a better ring to it for some reason, for obvious reasons. The vagus nerve or the vagus nerve? If you think about this nerve, okay, there's two of them in our body, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not a neurologist. I'm not a doctor. But I believe there are two in our body, Joe. And what happens is when you begin to breathe deeply, okay, that deep breathing. So so if you get into a, a, an ice bath, this happens a lot quicker, okay, than anywhere else. And that deep gasp, so it's a, because you're fighting for oxygen, okay? You're fighting for oxygen. You actually activate, you actually activate that fight or flight response in your body. So when we talk about the sympathetic and the the parasympathetic nervous system, folks, we've talked about this in another show here on Two Brothers One Mike, those two particular nervous systems. And I cannot remember, Joe, for the life of me, which show it was. I think it was the best you. Um, I'm not sure. This is one of those things now where you're over 100 episodes and it gets harder and harder to, to, to remember exactly, unless it's a specific topic where we know it was in a, in a show. Like if we're talking about intermittent fasting, uh, we know intermittent fasting 101 is a show where we talked about it. But, but the sympathetic, parasympathetic nervous system the fight or flight response that our body goes through, this is where there's a ton of benefit in a cold bath versus a cold shower. Because in the cold bath, where you can either just turn the water on as cold as you can and then get in, or or you can, I guess, have a little fun and pour a bag of ice in there just to up the stakes a little bit if you are indeed healthy enough to do that and get in there. You activate that particular response. And I think, Joe, what what is what is so cool about this is when you have that parasympathetic nervous system, what that does is that helps to calm the stress that you're under. That helps to lower the heart rate. Okay. And so in that particular situation, if you are lowering the heart rate and you are calming that stress down, that fight or flight response, that is something that is very good for you. Whereas in a cold shower, the problem is so so when you're submerged in water, folks, there's no warm air anywhere. You your body is submerged in cold. There's no warm air except from from the shoulders up. That's it. So the activation from that deep breathing is much quicker than if you're standing in a shower. So if you're standing in a cold shower, as cold as you can make it. It's great, don't get me wrong, but as the water's hitting you from the front, everybody, there's nothing hitting you in the back. So you still have the warm air circulating around the shower that is not as beneficial as if your whole body is submerged. Then you turn around in the cold shower, and now the water's hitting you from behind for however long you're going to be in there. We'll talk about duration. And now the front is no longer being hit by the cold water. Don't get me wrong, cold showers are definitely beneficial and they are cold but as you can see joe the ice bath may be the more beneficial just from that one thing when it comes to the activation of the parasympathetic boy i want to say it so fast that i got to slow down the parasympathetic nervous system effect and what it can do for you so quick question on that one and then we're going to take off for a uh, quick ad break but so let me ask you because this is something that i've done in the past Let's say I'm in the shower, 
We get it as cold as I'm going to take it. A uh, few minutes, whatever. What is, do you undo any good if you put the heat back on to kind of thaw yourself out before you get out of the shower? Do you undo your, your, your hard work in that, in that few minutes, five minutes or so of cold water? So I've never, I've never looked into this, but me thinking about what I have looked into, I think it does you a disservice. And, and here's why. When you come out of that, I'm a cold shower person. When you come out of that, what you're going to begin to, to realize over time as your body begins to try to adapt to this, you literally aren't cold. When you begin, when the duration gets longer and longer right now, and we're going to talk about this in a little bit after the break right now, Joe, I'm at a five minute mark, two minutes and 30 seconds, cold water from the front, two minutes and 30 seconds, cold water from the back and three times in each part. So from the front three times and from the back three times the water's hitting me, I put my head under for about five seconds. So total of six times. Okay. During that process, I'm at five minutes now, right? 2.30 and 2.30. I come out of the shower. I'm not cold at all. I literally stand there and let it, let I take it all in for about a minute. And then I begin to slowly dry off, just towel off nice and easy. And I'm telling you in the beginning, I started this process. We'll talk about it. Uh, it was a struggle and I wanted to go back to the hot water, but, uh, I'm going to give everybody, when I talk about how to do this, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about how I did it. And in the beginning, I did go back to the hot water and then I slowly weaned myself off of that. And it does not, it takes time. It does take some time. So I think by doing that, you do reverse some of the effect. That's something that, um, that's something we want to look into. And maybe, uh, when we come back to a show about therapeutic modalities in general, Maybe add this information right there to that question because I'm not sure about how much of a of a turnaround that is in terms of doing yourself a disservice from all the benefits you were gaining from the cold therapy. All right. Well, that's a that says it all right there. <laughs> let, let, let me say this. Let me say this. What what's happening in that process uh, as far as the parasympathetic? I almost did it again. The parasympathetic ner nervous system effect. What's happening in that process as you're trying to reduce stress and lower heart rate and calm the body back down in that fight or flight process, your body's trying to return itself. But when it, the, the vagus nerve, the vagus nerve, however you want to say it, one, it does. It, there's a lot of things it does, folks. And in and, and the words of, of the doctor from Star Trek, damn it, Jim or Joe, I am not a doctor. Right. I can't do I can't I can't do the you know how people always imitate the doctor from Star Trek. Yeah. Anybody who does some people are like, I don't even know what this guy's talking about right now. What is Star Trek for our our uh Generation Z people out there? Well, no, they would know what Star Trek is. Sure. Because of the next generation and all that. We're talking folks, we're talking about old Star Trek. Oh, you watch the new Star Treks now, you watch the old one, you're like, oh my goodness. Um, but anyway. You guys, our age, you know what I'm talking about right now. I'm not a doctor. So we're not going to go into an entire show here about the vagus nerve. But there's so many different things it does. And one of the things it's doing in that process when you're submerged in cold is it's trying to return your core body temperature back to normal. 
So that fight, okay, to get it there, it's it's we're going to talk about we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, uh, when we come back from our sponsor here. But um, that is a fantastic benefit to cold therapy. All right, good news, good news. All right, so when we return, we're going to be talking about. Uh, the effects this cold therapy can have on your mental functionality. So stay right here. Two Brothers, One Mike is sponsored by Kitchen Apps, perfectly prepared portions. Hey, Youngstown area listeners, it's Joe from T-Bomb. Do you find yourself dreading all of the specifics when it comes to prepping your meals for the week? I mean, calculating calories and macros can be such a pain, which for many of us can result in losing our momentum when we're starting a new eating lifestyle. Now, I know for me... I was constantly figuring out which foods to eat so I wouldn't only stay under calories but also maintain my macros. What's more is I hated the idea of eating the same thing every day simply because I finally came up with that perfect combination. But then I found Kitchen Apps. Founded in 2015 by Tom Kitchen Apps, their mission is simple. They created a personalized selection of flavorful gourmet meals that are perfectly portioned and nutritionally balanced to fit their clients' lifestyles as well as their physical needs, all for a very affordable price. You receive three meals plus two snacks for five days, so your whole work week is completely taken care of. And yes, there are options to add or subtract meals as you need them for the weekends too. So for more information or to place your order, go to kitchenabs.com. That's kitchenabz.com and get started today. And we're back. So, Tony, uh, let me ask you, before we left, we were, we were talking about the uh, men- mental functionality benefits that cold water therapy can have. Um, have you heard of any? Do you? I mean, is there any any information you can offer on this one? So, so you know when we were talking about the breathing, yeah, it's automatic. I want you guys to think about this. When you go into a, a cold environment, you automatically start to breathe a little heavier. But when you go into an ice bath or a cryo chamber, or if you take an ice cold shower, that water hits you. Um, you have to you have to think about how you start to gasp, right? That's what we call hyperoxygenating. Okay, have you ever heard that term before, Joe? Hyperoxygenate. It's kind of like when you're breathing really heavy because your body's fighting for oxygen to deliver oxygen to the rest of your body, to your muscles, to your brain. Okay, so when those deep gasps are happening and you're releasing so much more oxygen to your brain, the beauty of this situation here is that it improves focus. When you give your brain more oxygen, you are improving focus. And that is where that mental clarity, that cognitive function that they talk about, that benefit of that particular type of effect comes from where this particular type of therapy does indeed clear your mood. All right. It helps with a few other things too, as far as uh, anxiety is concerned, depression. A lot of people who are in depressive states do this type of therapy under the direction of their psychologist, psychiatrist, their doctor. Okay. Again, folks, here we are. And I was going to actually bring this up a little bit later on the show when we talk about uh, a couple other things towards the end. But you have to be make sure your medical professionals are on board with what you're doing if you have under. On any underlying causes, we'll talk about those later. Um, maybe I don't know. I'm not asking the questions here. Joe is. Uh, so, uh, um, but again, when it comes to hyperoxygenation, I don't even know if that's a word. 
When it comes to the term hyperoxygenate and what you're doing in those deep gas and delivering more oxygen to the brain, it does indeed help with mental clarity and focus. I know this. Trust me. It does. Uh, I've experimented with it. Uh, I don't question it anymore. It does indeed. And I have seen a lot of research studies over time. This has been something that this isn't something new. We're just delivering information that has been around for a while now, but it's becoming bigger and bigger uh, when it comes to this particular type of therapeutic modality for sure. So there's, there's that. <laughs> there's that. So that being said, no, uh, but this is a little bit different. And I have to ask only because, I mean, let's face it, as, again, you know, especially this time of the year, if people are uh, along for the journey and they're, uh, it's spring for pretty much everybody uh, in our listener in our listenership, in our listener group, anyways, our, our demographic. Those listening and watching. Those listening and watching, yes. Um, weight loss. Is there any benefit? Does this in any way do anything when it comes to uh, losing weight, losing those extra pounds? So you know how we always talk about weight loss is, is a tricky subject because it's so important to everybody. But at the same time, people have to realize that weight loss is not just you do something and you lose weight. It has to be a process where weight loss is a byproduct of that process. And more times than not, until you're able to get used to the process, this is where everybody fails at weight loss. Because the processes sometimes are not easy to get used to. But once you get used to them, it's it's lights out. You're, you're, you're a winner. You're a champion. Because... And, and I'm talking about eating lifestyle. Not everybody wants to do it because it's not easy. But once you start doing it, it's not hard anymore. Exercise. Not everybody wants to do it. We talked about exercise and weight loss not being the number one thing at all. We talked about six different things that are more beneficial, okay? And how some of them do what? Over time, equate to weight loss. Well, in this situation here, it's the same process. I just mentioned something uh, at the beginning of the show when I threw in that that term brown uh, brown adipose tissue. Now, folks, when we talk about brown tissue, brown fat, okay, as opposed to white fat. If we talk about brown, if we talk about white fat, Joe, everybody knows where I'm talking about. It's located in your body around your waist, your lower back, your butt, your thighs, your arms, everybody's favorite areas. Okay, that's where white fat hangs out. That's where it goes. Brown fat, a little bit different. Brown fat is located in the sternum area, clavicle, I believe in the upper back. It's all located throughout this area here. And the, the cool thing about this is when it comes to cold therapy, it activates brown fat cells, okay? It activates them to the point where their job now is to try and warm your body back up. So do you know what their process is in order to do that? Go down there and burn that white fat adipose tissue in order to get your body temperature back up to normal. So it active activating the brown fat cells to go fight the white cells and win that battle by using that as energy to heat the body back up. So through that process over time, it is indeed a way it, it does. It speeds up your metabolism. And so, and that's a known research fact that's scientific research. We always these last three years, it's always been follow the science. Well, then follow the science. Uh, it's, uh, it's a proven fact, you know? You, you said there, and I just want to clarify, uh, because I don't want to cause any confusion. 
white sure. cells, white fat cells. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, because yeah, I know you're going to hear this later, and you're going to say, "Joe, can we edit this somehow?" And that drives me nuts when I when I watch the show again to see what I said, because sometimes I talk so fast, ladies and gentlemen, I get so excited that I, I there's times when I'm like, "Did I really say that? Doesn't even make sense." Uh, not not a. I mean, I shouldn't say it doesn't make sense. I forget a word. I, I have for completely like, leave a word out. Like fat. Like fat. Yeah. <laughs> like fat. Yep. Yeah. There's been several times I've done that and I'm like, I didn't even mention. I, I And then I forget to mention something that I said I was going to mention at the beginning of the show. See, having ADD is not fun at all. Have we addressed since since we're on this part with the uh, white fat and, 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 and brown fat? And it seems like this would be a good place if it wasn't already addressed because I don't know what it was. In the beginning, we were talking about aiding in digestion. See, uh, good thing you it's a good thing you brought that back up. Yeah, and so, so you know, I feel like this would probably be a good place because I know that this is something a little off the cuff. Uh, I kind of threw it in there last minute, maybe uh, if you wanted to talk about it now. Well, and so this is what I was thinking about when you when you brought that up, the fact that when you are actually, so when you're in the digestive process, and if you're doing this particular type of therapy, we talk about the boost of the metabolism, boosting your metabolism, boosting the metabolic rate. So in turn, when it comes to the digestive process and inflammation, because when you're eating food and you're causing inflammation in your body, by increasing the metabolic rate, by increasing brown fat cells to go fight the white fat cells, okay? it actually helps with the digestive process of your food. So what is to the extent of that? I think I know a gastroenterologist that we can talk to that may talk to us about that. So check mark that as a question in our next show with gastroenterologist from San Diego, California, when she makes her third appearance, Dr. Becky Natrajan. So I, I'd like to hear her professional opinion on that uh, more so than anything. But um, is is cold therapy a main tool to be used in a digestive process in terms of helping it i don't i that's a question for her i don't know that it's a main tool but i could see where the it does help the digestive process yeah again i'm just thinking uh, you know outside of the box a bit when i mean all inflammation isn't the same but inflammation is inflammation so i wonder right you know um all right so let me ask you this when it comes to the baths the showers whatever we're doing how often do we do this i mean uh, I know you had said earlier, of course, that was the cryotherapy, um, was something you don't do every day of the week. Um, but I venture to say, this is something you don't do either. How often do you do this? Well, I, I was seeing, I saw a couple, I saw a video and then I saw a small study. I don't know. I mean, a very small study, very small sample group. And I, I just, I don't agree with it. They were saying that they were finding that people could do this every day. I live by the old adage, too much of anything is not good for you. And and I don't agree that this is something you can do every day. And here's why. The one study was saying five to 20 minutes every day. Now, it depends on what you're doing. If you're taking a shower, cold shower, like three to five minutes daily, maybe. Don't tell me you can submerge yourself in ice cold water seven days a week for 20 minutes. I, I there's something there that I don't like. Uh, it just it bothers me. I think that's way too much. I'm going to tell you what I do and where I'm going with it. 
And then folks can take this in any direction they want to from there. There's no, just like intermittent fasting, Joe, there's no, there's no set schedule that people should be following. Okay. You have to, you have to, first of all, I tell people this, even when they're working out, listen to your body. When you are training, for example, and we talked about this in the overtraining effect, a show we did audio only a long time ago here on two brothers, one mic. When you, when you, when you're working out in everyday pain, just in different parts of your body, insomnia, loss of appetite, slow down. Your body's saying to you, hey, you're, you're overtraining. I need to, you need a week off of therapeutic modality, okay? Where we don't come in here jumping all over the place and going all out for an hour and a half, two hours. You need to calm down and you need to do some cold therapy, some dynamic or some static stretching, uh, and, and and that type of work. Uh, maybe even yoga, uh, even even smaller yoga sessions. So, same thing here when it comes to um, listen to your body. What did I do to start? I have been doing this. Maybe I, I think I, I think what did I say earlier about four months? It may be closer to five now. In the very beginning, folks, for the first couple of weeks, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, cold shower. 30 seconds from the front, water hit me from the front. 30 seconds, water hitting me from the back. I started off by taking my regular shower, heat, Joe, coming in and warming me up, then going to cold. So it was a contrasting shower, so to speak. I then worked up 15 seconds at a time every week to two weeks. And now here I am at two minutes and 30 seconds front, two minutes and 30 seconds back. I still take my hot shower first. I do this five days a week. Okay. Where do you want to go with the coach, Tony? I want to stay at five days a week, but I want to get it to this five minute mark where ladies and gentlemen, I don't start off with the hot shower. I want to go immediately cold shower five days a week where I do this for two two minutes and 30 seconds front, two minutes and 30 seconds back. And, And literally submerging myself under with my head maybe two times for five to 10 seconds when the water's hitting me from the front and two times five to 10 seconds when the water's hitting me from the back. Monday through Friday, no. Five days a week, Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Okay. It doesn't matter how, you know, however I'm going to do it. All right. So, where do I want to go from there? Then, when my body is capable of doing that and it's becoming easier and easier, I want to take one of those five days and instead of doing my shower, I want to start working on submerging myself in an ice cold bath. Uh, well, how, for how long? I want to see how long I can endure for. I'll start off with with two to three minutes if I can do it. And then I want to get up to a 10-minute bath once a week. Well, where do you want to go from there? Maybe I get rid of another shower day and do two cold baths, three cold showers. See what I'm saying? I, folks, I'm working my way up to it. How long is that going to take you? I don't care. Take me six months. Take me eight months. Take me a year to get to that. But the whole point is, that's my journey. Will you ever go 20 minutes in a bath? 
well, maybe one day, maybe one day, two years from now, I'm going to go into a situation, Joe, where I go uh, two days a week, a five-minute cold shower, the way that I explained earlier how I take my cold showers, uh, and and two days a week, I'm going to do a 20-minute ice-cold bath where I even add ice to it. So four days a week, three days off. I'm never doing seven days a week. Are you going to try the cryotherapy chamber? I might. I might try it one time just to see. But again, why am I going to pay for something when I can do it for free and get maybe even better benefit because it's not air temp, it's wet water temp. That's that's way different, uh, way different. Well, what if you start uh, feeling uh, off? What if your body starts feeling off? What if your joints start hurting uh, when you're doing this? What if you start getting rashes for some reason? Uh, what if you start... Oh, then I'm going to stop. That's my body saying to me, something's going on here. And I'm going to go to my doctor and say, this is what I've been doing. This is what's been happening. And I'm going to see what they say. They run tests. That's great. Well, this is why you need to back off from this for a while. So in other words, my medical professionals stay involved the whole time if I'm having problems. But if it's benefiting me the way it's benefiting hundreds of thousands of people that are doing it on a regular basis, I'm going to stick with it. Does that answer that question or? Yes, uh, extensively. <laughs> That's, but that said, that being said, uh, but, but I'm actually going to stay on topic there. It makes enough sense when you're talking about, you know, it, in the same breath that you're saying, and it's not a contradiction here, but in the same breath that you're saying, let's do it all the time. You're also saying, um, you know, you're able to, as your, as your body gets used to it, you're able to extend the time. What that's telling me is, is your body's adapting to it. And so I feel like, and also not a doctor, um, you know, if it's starting to adapt, you're going to lose the, the, uh, effectiveness. And so it makes enough sense that, that not doing it every day, almost like intermittent fasting here, folks, you, you want to, you want to keep your body guessing. And, and I feel like maybe you're going to see more of an effectiveness um, if you're not doing it all the time, you know, or, or even like you're saying, even changing the mode, going from shower to bath or, you know, just keeping it different, keeping it, you know, uh, the way that you're talking about, it, just, just varying the ways of, of, of going about it. Yeah. Well, like the gentleman from North Dakota that I was talking about where he, in the winter months, does that outside cold therapy for three months. And then as it starts to warm up a little bit outside, he goes back to the ice bath shower routine that he does. And he lists it in his video. And I, I, I saw it and I thought, okay, that's interesting, but I didn't write it down. I have my own journey. I have my way I'm doing it. Um, if it gets really cold, I might try the cold air one uh, and, and just see. I mean, I don't know how the neighbors, I feel like I'm going to look like Randy Quaid in Christmas Vacation out there, uh, uh, you know in his bathrobe <laughs> well you don't have you don't have a heated garage so you might be able to just go into the cold garage and then you're also not dealing True. with wind because wind chill factors the thing here too yeah yeah for sure well that's where the cryotherapy chamber comes into play you're dealing with that type of situation as a matter of fact that's how it's been described by many who do the cryotherapy is it's like standing outside and the wind chill factor is really low and the wind is blowing really hard um I, 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 again, it, folks, if you ask me when you're doing ice baths, 
one to three to five minutes is very effective, very effective. And if you can sit in there longer and you're fine, go 10 minutes, you know, go work your way up to 10 minutes. I don't know. I don't know the, the 20 minute one. I don't think I can sit there that long. Even if I could tolerate it, I got stuff to do. I, 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 I can't, I can't sit there that long. I'm annoyed when I take the hot shower followed by the cold shower for five minutes and I'm just standing there and uh, people might say, how do you count down? Do you, some people set a, a timer. I know David Hess, when he was on the show, talks about a timer. I'm not, I can't, I can't bring my phone into the shower with me. So you're going to laugh folks. 230, 229, 228, 227. And I go all the way to zero, turn around 230. And once I get to 200, 159. Once I get to 100, 59, 58. And sometimes, I don't know, Joe, this is where I really believe now. This is going to be funny, but true. This is where I really believe my mental focus has gotten better. Obviously, from this show, people could be like, it hasn't gotten great, Coach Tony. You're all over the place sometimes. But, boy, it's gotten better. Is I have yet to mess up in that countdown where my brain starts thinking about other stuff I got going on, I've stayed on point in that countdown all the way to zero to the point where I think I've even gone longer than five minutes at time, at times. So, you, so I got you have you have have you have you a bit always done two hundred and thirty? No. Okay, because one hundred and fifty would be two and a half minutes, and this time I'm right. <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, listen. You said two and a half at the front, two and a half at the back. No, no, no. Two hundred and thirty. Okay. When I get to 200, that's 30 seconds, 159. Okay, I see what you're saying. Okay. okay. When I get to 100, I'm glad you brought that up, though, in case somebody's like, what's he talking about? Yeah, because I'm looking, I'm like, that's more, you've been doing more than two and a half minutes? Well, when I did the countdown, you weren't paying attention. When I did the countdown, I I did that. When I get to 100. I was doing the math when you were doing this whole thing. I'm like, before I say this, (laughs) before I say this, I got it. No, but I had the math right now. Come on. I was right. Uh, 100. Where do I go to next? 99. No. What are you talking about? 59. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Me, I would just, I would go 200 or what did I Don't say? mess me up. Don't get telling me. I'll start thinking. Was it, it. 150. 150 and just count back and then turn around. No way. I'm sticking with what I'm doing. It's working. <laughs> That's all right. Well, everybody okay. does their own thing. I yes, bet you get do. one of them watches. That are waterproof, folks, which probably 90% of you have. That's yes. all you have to do is set the watch. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. All right. All right. Fight the power. Uh, <laughs> so, is that, was we, it? we always. Public enemy. Public enemy. All right. You, have, rede- you, you have redeemed yourself. You have Chuck redeemed. D. Flavor, fl- Flavor Flav. Oh, he drove me nuts. You know what I always wonder about Flavor Flav? How does he. The, the dude was skinnier than a bean pole, and that clock had to weigh 45 pounds around his neck. I don't know how he stayed upright in those videos. I, I mean, it, arrows are pointing to illicit substances <laughs> probably most times of his life. But anyways. Uh, There's no cult therapy going on there, but go ahead. Uh, <laughs> wow. We're, oh. Okay, so we always talk about this, and and I think it's it's probably a good place. We've said it already uh, to put in this this disclaimer. Um, you know, 
you always want to consult your doctor, keep your doctor on board with anything that you're going to be doing. Uh, but that said, who is not a good candidate for this this type of you know therapy? Yeah, and we actually we actually started to touch on this a little bit earlier on in the show, but um, diabetics definitely uh, you have to be careful. Cold therapy uh, here's a benefit actually. Now that we're on the topic of diabetics. We didn't bring this up. Cold therapy actually lowers your A1C levels, your sugar glucose, everybody. Um, and the reason why, Joe, is because when you're going through that that cold therapy, your blood glucose, your sugar wants to warm the body up. So it begins to burn in order to warm the body up. This is a research scientific fact. This is a fact. So it is used for people with high A1C. It is used uh, at times as a as a method to lower their A1C levels. So as a diabetic, this is where you have to be careful. Uh, you definitely consult your doctor who I probably, type two, you can work your way away from type two diabetes. And, and maybe this is something that you are allowed to try for small amounts of time, but you definitely consult your physician before you even think about doing cold therapy. Yeah, um, if, you're, if you're hypo, hypo, hypoglycemic, yeah. definitely not definitely not a, a good idea to do this. No. Uh, people with poor circulation, not a good idea because you're slowing your circulation down. So you don't want, uh, that's definitely not a, a problem that you're looking for. People with heart disease of any kind. All right. If you're seeing a cardiologist because you're suffering whatever, whatever type of heart disease you may have and you're taking medications for it and you're, I mean, maybe surgeries down the road for you, but you know, you have an underlying condition, uh, related to heart disease. Absolutely not. Um, your heart is under stress in this situation. Does it help to improve your heart? It does, but but we like to see the healthy heart get stronger. Um, uh, the unhealthy heart has other roads to travel before it gets into a healthy mode where then it could get even stronger. So uh, that stroke victims, uh, people who have suffered a stroke, people who have conditions related to um, or underlying conditions that, that stroke is possible, okay, where they're being monitored closely because of that situation. Your doctors have said to you, you listen, we have to change this, this, and this about your lifestyle because you're a candidate for a stroke. You definitely are not a candidate for cold therapy. Um, you definitely want to stay away from that. People with a high blood pressure, uh, no. For obvious reasons here, okay? We just talked about it with poor circulation. To blood pressure, in the, basically in the opposite direction maybe, uh, you definitely are not trying to increase your blood pressure. When we go through that whole process of uh, hyperoxygenating, right? When we talk about that deep gasping and breathing. Uh, so so that's, I don't know that that's every, that there's, there's more uh, when it comes to people. But the bottom line is, Joe, and we, we say this in these shows on a regular basis, before you take on anything that could be beneficial to you, more is not always better and consult your physician before you take on that particular program and let them know what it is you want to do and get their blessing or get their understanding before you go ahead and do whatever it is you're going to do. It's that simple. I don't know if we add that disclaimer, how many more times we can do it here on Two Brothers, One Mike. All right. Well, let's, uh, I think it's time for our off the cuff, our off the cuff 
part of this the show. Favorite, yeah, so. This is my favorite part of the show every time. I don't know. We, we don't always do it, but these these things fit. They fit in today's show. I yeah, don't they do. It, it, just, it just gets the topic, you know, we were just two guys talking at this point, and I, I think we'll just open up, and, and there'll be tons to say afterwards, but but you have to have that opening, right? I mean, there's no real segue into one of these things. But but I do know that a a a part of these tough mutter races, and that's something that you've been involved in in the past. Yeah. Uh, they have an area where you're jumping in some cold water, so maybe you just want to start there. Uh, anybody uh, anybody out there who's done a tough mutter or or a Spartan race or um, uh, there's so many. I, I like what, what are Joe? Can you think of any other other names off the top of your head right now? I only know the ones that you've done, so <laughs> that's, so, that's it. There, there's so many out there. They, they, the tough mutter kind of is the, is the top, not the pinnacle, the, where everybody, I mean, I don't know, millions of people I think have done them. You got the polarized plunge too that people do, but that's just specifically yeah. jumping in, but that, yeah. that's a thing. Yeah. Sure. So the polarized plunge is something definitely that people who are talking about cold ice baths, when we're, we're talking about cold therapy, they're like, yeah, we, we know, yeah. we know what hyper oxygenating is. <laughs> we get it. So in the tough mutter, I'm not kidding you guys. This was the worst part of the race for me. Uh, it wasn't climbing over walls. It wasn't crawling through mud. Even when we, the electric, the electric shock therapy, when I'm crawling in the mud and those little lines are hanging down and it's hitting you and you're using adjectives you didn't even know you had uh, as you're crawling through. And so is everybody around. You're picking up new words from everybody. And the way they combine their words is just amazing. And, and so the ice cold, it, it's, it's basically a, a bath that Joe, that's probably, I'd say it's about six to eight feet long. You jump in and it's ice water and there's a wall that separates it about four feet in. And you've got to go under the wall to get to the other side and climb out of this thing. That is the worst eight feet of my life. I mean, you go under, you're already, you can... You can't even, you don't even know how you're gaining oxygen. You don't even understand how you're gaining oxygen. And, and the gasping is unreal, but you, you're like, either I do this or I'm stuck in here forever. So it is something that is unreal with how cold it is. And I think it's because you're somewhat tired too, because they don't put it in the beginning of the race. It's after you've been moving. Some tough mutters go 10 to 12 miles with some 20 obstacles, it's already like three or four miles, five miles in. But I'll tell you this, Tough Mudders are usually done in the afternoon. But when you do the Tough Mudder Marathon, which I have not done, the Tough Mudder Marathon where you, how many times can I do the course in 24 hours? You go all through the night. So I always wonder how these people are going through these ice baths at like two in the morning when the temperature has dropped drastically at that point, the sun's not out. I have no idea, but it definitely talk about talk about uh, the only people. Your white, your white the only people stuff. I could see, the only people I could see winning those are Navy SEALs. <laughs> like so the, uh, so, the Marines are the ones who run the Tough Mudder, and they're with well, you. Of course, well, and they're yelling. You know, well, that's they're one branch of the service, sure. Yeah, and they're 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 the ones. If you ever watch the gentleman, I don't know his name, who does the Tough Mudder. If you ever click on a Tough Mudder video and you have the one guy who gets you all fired up. He was at the one. He Like when I did the one in Pittsburgh, he was at that one. Uh, I'm going to tell you what, 
That dude, if you ever watch the video with them folks when he's getting you fired up and the music's playing, <laughs> it is like literally you start, I, I had tears coming down my face. Like I was that fired up. I, I was wound up. I was ready to go through anything. And uh, it, it's just, it, it, it's, I, it's something that I'm so happy I did. Uh, but it definitely will test you. Some of the stuff is, is kind of like, really? But some of the obstacles are rough. I mean, they really are rough. Um, they're trying to get me to do it again. My buddy's up in Michigan. I don't know, man. I'm thinking about it. I really am, but we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. So, so uh, what, what else you got with me here? What else do you have for me here with the off the cuff? We would be totally remiss. Wow. We couldn't even consider ourselves to be Generation Xers. <laughs> if we did not do a show on cryotherapy, and it did not involve some way, some form, some fashion, Han Solo. And I, I knew that. Hey, come on, there's yeah, yeah. There's no way we don't talk about that. What are your no. thoughts? What are your thoughts about being frozen? How do you think that would benefit Han? I know he came out blind. I don't know that it worked out well for him uh, in the beginning. Well, he came out blind in the beginning. I don't know. Wow, I could I, Star Wars fans. I mean, if you're not a Star Wars fan, what, what are you? I mean, this is this is something that's been going on since 1977. It's carried all the way through generations. I mean, my kids, I think, have watched each one twice. Uh, some of them three times. But Empire Strikes Back is when Han, for his, uh, that, what's the word I'm looking for? His his debt not paid, right, is put into an ice chamber and given to Boba Fett to brought, be brought back. To Jabba the Hutt, who did not pay his debt. That was that was the deal, I think, that the, the Empire had with Jabba the Hutt in order to capture Han Solo. I think Lando Calrissian had something to do with that as well. He had no choice. He had no choice, right. They were best friends. Uh, he had no choice. But, yeah, but uh, Lando, Lando redeemed himself. I mean, he was pretty instrumental. He in, did redeem himself. In the escape, he, so. Yeah, yeah, he did redeem himself. Um, did you see Solo by any chance? When yeah, it's how they met? When they, I've when not, you know, I, I kind of, I watched a couple of the, all the, you know, the, the, they had all the things after the original three and yeah. I watched a couple of, I enjoyed them. They were, they were pretty cool. I just, you know, it, 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 it the timeline got a little wonky on me and I kind of fell off. Like, uh, uh, I think the one with the clones is where I, I, I didn't, I did not see that one moving forward. I did see the one with Kylo Ren. Uh, when they first came back because you had some of your originals coming back. But a lot of the prequel was, was you know, a little difficult. I did see The Phantom Menace. Uh, and, and so, you know, I'm aware of how things happened with. Uh, uh, so we're, 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 yeah, we're, we're off the cuff big time here. We're going to get back to Solo being frozen. But um, if it was up to me, folks out there, I mean, agree with me or disagree with me here. Joe, remember, do you remember the very first one, which was actually chapter four? So there's nine chapters in the Star Wars saga, right. Right. sub-stories in between all those chapters. So chapter four, A New Hope, was where they started it, right? And then later on is when chapter one, two, and three came out when Anakin Skywalker is a little boy and how he grew up and how he became Darth Vader. So in chapter four, A New Hope, if you could remember, R2-D2 is trying to deliver plans to Princess Leia when she's captured She's trying to actually give R2-D2 the plans to deliver to Obi-Wan Kenobi to let him know. So Rogue One, 
that particular subchapter movie is all about how they got the plans delivered. And it is by far my favorite Star Wars. It, it because it's so cool that you're actually now watching. Is, is that when BB eight was introduced? I think wait, no, wait. See what I mean? Because I, I, I saw that one where BB-8 was 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 brought in. Heck, I have one of those things around here. It will, I'll put it to you this way. Oh, I don't want to give it away. You got to watch Rogue One. It, it's I really need to just start from the beginning. No, oh, BB-8 is no, the three. No, Rogue One is not in one of the nine chapters. It's a sub-movie that talks about what happened between chapter three and four. Okay. okay. See what I mean? The timeline, the timeline yeah. got all weird on me and yeah. And I ended up losing interest, but yeah. I'm the one with ADD here. You should know. You start following, folks, my favorite Star Wars is Rogue One um, out of all of them, whether it's I, the nine chapters or I, some. Jedi was always my favorite, but so folks, but I haven't seen them all. So yeah. Return of the Jedi. You have to. You have to. You have to watch them. So mm-hmm. that being said, and I could say that in this because we're off the cuff right now. Yeah. Han Solo gets frozen. How I don't even remember how long he's frozen for. Boy, he really pushed the envelope in that cryotherapy. Um, yeah, it was more than 20 his, minutes. His white blood cell count might be like exponentially higher than all the rest of us. Uh, brown, brown fat uh, tissue has been burning white fat tissue for millennium, millenniums or, or, or decades or whatever. He, he was in that thing forever. He came out blind. He overdid it. He definitely overdid it. Probably no pain, no inflammation, though, I would have to think. He did live, I mean, well, Harrison Ford's still alive. I mean, look, well, there's an he, example right there. And he would have lived aging, a little longer. Aging, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, aging is another benefit. The reducing of the timeline in terms of how quickly we age, cold therapy is a great, great, great tool to use to slow down the aging process. Not that cream you put on your face that you saw on Amazon. Yeah. Anyways, I was going to say Han Solo. Yeah. No. He, and he would have lived probably a lot longer uh, had his, you know. Don't give it away. No. Had his, yeah. How, how about that? Yeah. Anyway, that, I that had was, no idea that that kid Adam Driver was was such a. He's good. What, great. Not just in not just as Kylo Ren. I mean, no. I've seen him in all sorts of different things. And no, he's a great. He actor. has he has he has great range. I mean, he does yeah. not have to be, uh, you know, any one particular. He's definitely not pigeonholed in yeah. any way. Yeah. Uh, he could play Kylo Ren. He could play a detective. He can play, uh, you know, uh, a love. He could be in a love story. I mean, he could be anywhere. He, he's he's a good. Actor. I I feel like there needs to be a movie, and I don't care what it's about. It doesn't really matter. But if Nicolas Cage was his dad, I mean, that's like I feel like that would be just perfect. Like these two would be. I, I mean, just yeah. because of the of the similarity of the facial. I, I yeah, think look a lot for sure. For sure. Um, okay, so one other, and and we'll wrap it up with this one. And yeah. this is an oldie but a goodie. This this one hits you back in the, uh, you know, if anybody hasn't figured it out yet from our last Christmas uh, uh, theme thing, uh, oh. theme thing <laughs> show, uh, Christmas kind of my favorite time of the year. And, and I have a, a funny story to go with this one too. Uh, heat miser and 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 the uh, uh, cold miser, cold miser. They were brothers. Miser. They were brothers. And, uh, you know, that was the, the year without, was that the year, the year without the year without a Santa Claus? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think that that claymation was after that came later after Rudolph, the red nosed reindeer and all those, I think that one was like in the early 1970s when that was produced or directed or whatever you wanted came out. 
it uh, had to be in the, it was definitely in the seventies for sure. Yeah. And, uh, I just remember they were brothers and I, I, I know they were, they were like Cain and Abel, basically. Uh, they didn't like each other very much. They were very contrasting. Uh, Cole Miser, Yeah. He overdid it too. Uh, he obviously never comes out of the cold. Uh, he, he's more of a cryo guy though, right? Uh, he doesn't really wear ice vests or anything like that. He just likes to stand out in the air in the cold where it's like 50 below zero all the time. Very misleading. It was very misleading too, because he stayed at the North Pole. He miser stayed at the South Pole. He did. But <laughs> they're yeah. equally as cold. It's so that mm. no, it was always misleading as a child and and go figure. Um He should have been at the he he miser should have hung out at the equator. Correct. He should have been a Brazil and, guy. Yeah. And so and so uh it actually came out in nineteen seventy four. No better year. Thank you, folks. I'll Thank be you. here all day. Yeah. Oh, well, so, then, oh, yeah, no better year. Joe's, uh, Joe, Joe came out the same time that the Christmas without a Santa Claus came out. Yeah. You were, what, nine months old when that came out then? Because it probably aired for the first time during December. Yeah, probably. Well, November. Um, yeah, funny story with this one, too. And, 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 this doesn't really go with today's show, but every time I see this, I got to laugh because uh, my battery's dying on my little key light here. And oh, that's all we got. Um, 2020, and all the kids are at home learning from home. The virus is all about, and you know, so it is what it is. And they're all doing it via Zoom, you know, or whatever, Google Classroom, whatever it is. And we're getting close to Christmas time, and they're doing different Christmas themed things and my son uh who's now 13 uh, he's at the kitchen table because we learned early on do not put him in his room unsupervised while he's supposed to be on the computer (laughs) so he's in the kitchen and they're talking about christmas themed things and this show pops up that when they're talking about it and i said cj you remember that show don't you and he goes no and i break into song I'm Mr. He, and I'm doing the whole thing. And then all of a sudden it gets quiet and I hear CJ, turn off your mic. (laughs) Probably one of the most, and I'm like, you know what? And I just, I just kept going with it. I'm like, oh, well, you know, so yeah, the whole class got, got my rendition of, of, uh, uh, you know, the heat miser song and yeah. So that happened. Uh, so one of my that? favorite, there's that, you know, <laughs> it, it, it goes right in line with one other moment. My, my daughter decides to tell her entire class in front of every, I'm standing in the hallway, watching her, making sure that she's paying attention to the, to the teacher. And she looks right at the class and gets called on for an answer. Looks right at the camera and says, my daddy's mean. <laughs> her teacher, we grew up. This is this. Yeah. So wait a minute. So this is the same daughter who you allowed or allowed even after the rule of eating at the table with your electronic device, you gave her a buy a few times uh, and she still turned her back on you like that and uh, right? called you me. Right? And, and so, but, but the funniest part of that whole thing was all you see is as I'm walking up to the computer, you hear her teacher. Cause again, her teacher knows me personally. We, we play together as children for next door neighbors. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I, I think about, I was like, wait, I have to know this person, right? The whole class, yes. the, the entire computer gets quiet. There's some kids that are in class that, that were still coming in person. 
dead quiet. And you see me walking towards the camera and you hear Miss Thompson say to my daughter, oh, Addison. And you just see that the, 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 everybody on their end just sees the lid shut. <laughs> and that's all they heard. They're like, well, Addison's dead. <laughs> uh, oh, 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 that was a crazy time. A crazy time in life. But So yeah. so, Miss, so Mrs. Thompson knew what was coming next. Uh, yeah, she, after, she's like, yeah. oh, did they, she saw me coming and she's like, oh, Addison. <laughs> well, uh, you know what? You know what Addison should do uh, as we uh, begin our process of rolling out of here? Addison should stand outside the classroom. Well, no, it's too late now. You should have stood outside the classroom and she should have said to Mrs. Thompson, am I allowed in the classroom this week or am I not allowed in the classroom this week? Mrs. Thompson would get that joke um, as Joe was allowed in her yard only on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Saturday, I believe, uh, during the summertime. And any other time, Joe was not allowed. Just just depending on what Joe did the week prior. Yeah. <laughs> And Joe, the agitator he was, would like stand in our yard and put his one foot in her yard just to get her all wound up. This is the things that happened in 1982 and three back in the day. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have social media. That was it. We just had, we didn't have Facebook. We had face to Facebook. We had to deal with it face to face. It's the way it went back then. So there's that. Hey, uh, folks, listen, as we uh, go on out of here, um, uh, listen to me, okay? Uh, I had something happen. Um, this past week, two weeks ago, and this this just is something that I want to touch on real quick. And we we do this often, but I think we're going to have to start doing this every show. Somebody comes up to me and says to me, "I have a friend who listens to your show religiously." I said, "Oh, that's great. I mean, awesome. I don't know who this person is, but they said they wish you would do another show like about what you do on intermittent fasting." And I said. Why don't they comment and say that so that we can put together that show and honor their request? Folks, if you want to, Brothers One, Mike, if you're getting anything out of this particular show, anything, something you enjoy listening to, something you enjoy watching, either or, we're in video and audio, rate the show, subscribe. Click that icon, that bell, whatever it may be for your particular listening or watching platform so that you can receive notification on a weekly basis every Wednesday at 9 a.m. that we are out with a new episode. We put plenty of content out there. In two years' time, we have over 100 episodes out here right now, um, which you can listen to and at times watch at your own leisure. So in order to do that, what they do... Okay, for search engine purposes, what they do is they watch that kind of stuff. If you comment to us, we can create the content. If you don't comment, we don't know that. We cannot read minds. If we could, we'd be millionaires. So basically, to this individual, we thank you for following us. But in order for us to provide content that you want, you have to tell us. So there's that. Very important out there. Just by as my key light goes out on me, now, now, now I have this dramatic, I, yeah, <laughs> dramatic look. I I have to work on my lighting situation. I always look like I'm glowing uh, in the dark, but whatever, we'll figure it out. Go ahead, we'll figure it out. All right, time to order a new battery. I think on my head. Anyways, until next week, I want to remind all of you: be sure to give us a rating or review on your favorite podcast service. Also, if you have any thoughts, comments, questions, or opinions. 
You can leave us a message via the link in this episode's description. And finally, remember to join us every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for new episodes. Now, on behalf of Coach Tony and myself, thanks for listening. Thank you out there, everybody. We'll be back next week. Hey, try the cold shower first. Listen to the method. Research it. Find out what you do to start. Work your way up maybe to the cold or the ice bath. Try the cryotherapy. If you do or if you have, comment to us and let us know how it went for you. Let our listeners and let our viewers know how it went for you. Be the best you. Joe, I'm out of here.